Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for this time. Thank you, God, for an opportunity to hear your word. Bless us so that we can be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. I ain't real happy right now. Not happy at all. Well, there I go. That's not a good way to tell a story. That's like skipping to the last chapter, or for those of you that don't read, that's like fast-forwarding all the way to past the last commercial. So let me get start from the beginning. Picture it, 1994, young couple had been dating for about a year at this point, and they were camp counselors together, and they decided to go out on a date, which seems kind of normal for people to to go out on a date, but when you're camp counselors, you get one night off a week, and typically you go out with groups of people, but this weekend, we wanted to do something special. And so we wanted to see that new Disney movie that had just come out called The Lion King. So we went. Oh, it's a great movie. Fabulous movie. You know, it, it's funny. It was tear-wrenching and insp- inspirational and just a lovely movie all the way around. And, and I liked it so much, I, I bought my date a stuffed Simba. You know, the little lion. It's cute. For my birthday, a couple months later, she gave me a a big Lion King poster, hung it up in my dorm room. You know, it wasn't the coolest thing, but hey, she had given it to me, so it was special. So I bought a little frame for it, had it centerpiece in my dorm room. Very special movie to the both of us. Fast forward 28 years and two kids later, that movie had become a Broadway musical. And what do you know, that Broadway musical is touring throughout the country and it's coming to Columbia, South Carolina and is actually here in Columbia, South Carolina. So what did I do? I got my wife tickets for her birthday. Got them on December the 29th before it sold out. Very excited. Tickets were for March 26th, 2 o'clock. That was yesterday, 2 o'clock. Wish I could have afforded the whole family to go, but apparently uh, God himself wrote The Lion King and tickets were expensive. <laughs> so I, um, I, I, you know, got tickets and, and then they were supposed to come, but they, they, they weren't coming until the week before. So instead, when her birthday rolled around in February, I went and I found our movie tickets that I had kept all these years, wrapped them up and gave them to her. I know I'm a romantic. Pretty good, that. She unwrapped it. Tickets to the Lion King. Of course, they were outdated in 1994, but still, you know, it was thought that counts. And so this week, waited for that email because they said, you will receive an email so that you can track your tickets. All right, great. They said they should send out a week before the show. Monday rolls around, I can get an email. Tuesday. No email. Wednesday rolls around. No email. Thursday rolls around. Still no email. Friday, I decided, you know what? I better call. So I picked up the phone and I called. Um, It was called Ticketsales.com. And I called Ticketsales.com. For all those of you on YouTube, feel free to like and share this video. Ticketsales.com. That's T-I-C-K-E-T-S-A-L-E-S.com. 
Dot-com. And so they told me, well, this turns out they're not actually selling the tickets. They're selling the tickets that somebody else is selling. And so they called the seller. Who said to them, no worries, I was going to ship it in a few minutes from now. Okay. So I got a follow-up email that said the, the seller plans to ship on Friday, March 25th. Great. So you'll be receiving uh, a, a follow-up email with the tracking information. That was at 10 o'clock in the morning. At 6 o'clock that evening, I had still not received any tracking information. So I, I did the little, you know, chat online thing with them and said, still haven't gotten this, wanted to check in. Oh, yes, it'll be taken care of, yada, yada, yada. So I called back the next morning when they opened at 9 o'clock because still no email for me to track it. Called them back and they said, well, we'll need to check with the seller. And they're an hour behind us, which I felt was strange because I thought the seller, you know, would live in Colombia. Silly me. Um, but no, they don't. They live in somewhere else. And so at 10 o'clock, they were going to call, and then they were going to call me back. <laughs> well, 1030, I still hadn't gotten a call. But I had gotten an email that said that the seller was shipping them out on March the 26th. That's today. Shows at 2 o'clock, they're going to ship them today from somewhere not in this time zone and get them to me mm -hmm. in three hours. Apparently, they were going to beam them to me. Um, and so I called back and said, you know, what's going on? There are no tickets. There apparently never were tickets. But not to worry. They would find me tickets of equal or greater value. Yeah, right. Let me save you the trouble. It's been sold out for months. And then, oh, no worries. We'll fully refund it and give you a $40 store credit. You mean to your store that didn't come through with the tickets that I just bought? Yes. Well, after a bit of haggling, they did end up giving me a $100 store credit to a place that doesn't really come through with the tickets that you order. But still, no lion cake. And I ain't happy. I'm not happy at all. My wife's really not happy. Triggered her so much she had to do children's church this morning just so she didn't hear the story again. <laughs> but you know, you know the worst part though? And maybe it shouldn't be, but the worst part about this is it seems like everybody I know has gone to this show and put it on Facebook. My whole Facebook feed. Hey, here we are at Lion King. Hey, here's my tickets to Lion King that actually existed. Oh, look, it's the Lion King. Hmm. And, you know, I know, these are my friends. I should be happy for them, but I am not. <laughs> I, I fully admit it. I, I'm, it just, it's like a knife digging in deeper every time I see somebody at a show. And I'm, I know you're thinking, Kyle, you're a pastor. What kind of horrible person are you? Because I'm, I'm sure that you've never, you know, like... When you hear that your friend got a promotion, you're, you're thrilled for them. Or, you know, that, that your, your, your best girlfriend finally found the love of her life and is getting married. And you're, you were so happy for your sister when, when she got pregnant. And um, for, for your friends down the street that were able to build the house and get out of the neighborhood and, 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 and move into it. Or, you know, you were just ecstatic for, for that person that won the lottery. 
except for the fact that you were going for that same promotion or you're still single and you've never found the person of your dreams. You'd probably be a little more thrilled if you could get a house and move out of the neighborhood or you hadn't been trying to get pregnant for the last three years. You see, we want to be happy for other people, but sometimes that green-eyed monster shows up known as jealousy, right? I mean, just because you bought a lottery ticket every day of your life and somebody buys one and wins the jackpot, you know, you, you want to be happy for them, but I mean, because let's be honest, Lion King, that's first world problems, right? I mean, there are people that are starving right now. There's people having bombs dropped on the head, and I didn't get to go to a Broadway show. Wah. But still, it digs deep, and I'm jealous. And you know what it's like, don't you? You want to be happy for those people, but at the same time, there's just something inside of you that just eats away. See, that's what today's gospel reading is about. It's about jealousy. There I go again, skipping to the end, the last chapter, and not filling in the details. So, okay, so Jesus tells a parable. Man's got two sons, younger son, older son. The younger son goes to his father and says, Dad, you know what? I would really appreciate it if you went ahead and gave me my inheritance now. Basically saying to him, you know, Dad, you're dead to me. How about go ahead and give me my inheritance? And the, the father says, okay. And so the son takes this and goes off to a distant land and throws parties left and right. You know, he's like going to bars like, hey, it's on me, you know, and, and just going nuts. And eventually all the money runs out. So I guess it's time to get a job, but only one bad thing about it. The economy has just, because there's a drought in the land. Gas prices are astronomical. And, and so things are tough, but he is able to secure a job. He finds one of the local people who, who hires him to take care of the pigs who, by the way, are eating better than he is. And so while he's literally in this pigsty, he comes to himself and says, you know what, back at home, the hired hands have enough to eat and more so. And here I am, I, 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 I just assume eating what the pigs are eating. So he says, you know what, I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat a little crow, and I'm going to say to Dad, I'm going to say, Dad... I have sinned before God and you. I, I'm sorry. Um, you know, treat me as one of your hired hands. So you know that the whole way home, he's like rehearsing this in his head. Father, I've, I've sinned before heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired hands. <coughs> over and over and over again. He wants to get it down perfect. And, but the thing is, when he starts walking toward the house, his dad sees him and gets so excited that he just forgets everything and takes off and runs. And see, in that culture, Jewish men didn't run. It's not like here where, you know, you see people running down the road all the time. No, 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 no. That was like very shameful for Jewish men. They would not run. But the father didn't care. He runs right to his son, throws his arms around him. And I love this part because the son, the son goes ahead and he starts into his speeches like, Father, I have sinned against you and before heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And then it stops right there. 
because his father ignores him, turns to the slave and says, hey, go get my son a robe, the best one, put a ring on his finger, get the fatted calf. We're throwing a party here today because my son was lost and now he's found. Throws him a party, forgets all the stuff that he had done, all the money he had wasted, the way he had treated him, didn't matter. The father forgave him. And that, my friends, is the way our God forgives us. The, the parable of the prodigal son is about us, right? The way that you and I continually turn our back on God the, and, and say, you know what? Doesn't matter, God. We can do it our way. We know better. We'll just, we'll just eat through all, all the stuff that you've given to us and, and waste it and, you know, whatever. Our life is our life and we'll do it how we want. And then we realize we're idiots and then we turn back to God and here God is running towards us, arms open wide and says, you're found. That's the beauty of this. Except for the fact that this parable wasn't really calling us the prodigals. We're the older brother, as were the Pharisees. Because in the first three, in the first three verses that, that started all off, the Pharisees were complaining that Jesus was eating with sinners and, and, and he was getting together with them and, and eating with them. Just like we do, right? Because see, we're the good people. We're here on Sunday morning. We come just about every week, you know, at least once a month or so. You know, we go to Bible studies, we, we put money in the plate, we pray, we, we have a Bible that, you know, we dust off sometimes. You know, we're the good people, not like those people over there. I mean, we come to church more than just Christmas and Easter. Let's just put it that way, right? That green-eyed monster comes out because we hear that those folks are promised the same salvation that we get. Or we realize that, you know what, life isn't fair. Or worse yet, God isn't fair. And so, it's not really this, the, the parable of the prodigal son. I call it the parable of the sorry son, the forgiving father, and the bellyaching brother. Because this brother is sitting out there whining and crying because, you know, well, Dad, you threw him a party. He got a fatted calf, and I don't even get a goat one for my friends, and I've slaved over all this stuff and done that. Wah, 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 right? But the truth is he had a point, didn't he? I mean, he had been working his tail off in the field while his, son, while his brother's out there partying. And then who gets celebrated? Not even so much of a, he doesn't even get sent to time out or anything, you know? He gets a party thrown on for coming back. And, he, and the big brother's like, that ain't fair. And the truth is, as bad, I mean, because we're reading it, we're like, yeah, that's, he should be in that party. No, we're the same people. We're like, no, God, that ain't fair. Why should this, these people get that? Why should those folks get tickets and I can't go to the Lion King? Why? Why do they get the promotion? Why do they get the perfect life and we have to struggle? Why is that? The question isn't why. The question is what are we going to do about it? Are we going to be... That brother that sits out there and misses the party. <clears throat> are we going to be the whiners? Are we going to be the belly aching brothers? Or are we going to be able to celebrate 
with our brothers and sisters who've returned. It's hard to do, isn't it? So what do we do? Well, one suggestion that I've given before, and some of you may remember it, is, look, you know the greatest weapon against the green-eyed monster? Gratitude. Because when we're thankful for what we have, we stop worrying about what we don't have. And so let me, let me suggest to you that every day you start off with a little bit of gratitude. I mean, a lot of daily planners have these now. And write down three things that you're thankful for. Now, I know what most people are going to do. They're going to be like, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful. No, no, no. Get creative. Actually, be real. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm really thankful that I actually can lay my hands on my remote control and know where it is. This morning, I was very thankful that I found my shoes. (laughs) You know? Um, I'm thankful that I made it here safely. Be thankful. Show gratitude and give thanks to God. Look at the things that you have been given. Look at the gifts that are all around you. No, you may not have the same gifts that somebody else has. But realize this. that that, That forgiving father forgives us every bit as much as as he forgives the ones who are gone. And so our job isn't to to bellyache about the party. Our job is to celebrate with our brothers and sisters. Our job is to be with those who are lost and celebrate when they're found. Yeah, it's not fair. Look, God's not fair. But thank God. Because if God was fair, we'd all be in trouble. But God's not fair. Life's not fair. So you can choose to complain about it or celebrate. And I promise you the party's a lot more fun. Amen.